podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Blues Focus Podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Once again, many thanks for taking the time to download this pod. And as ever, if you want to see any of our previous pods uh, and don't miss out on future ones, then please go to uh, bluesfocuspod.co.uk where you can subscribe and you'll never miss a pod again. Or if alternatively you're downloading from Apple iTunes, then please review, leave comments and, and rate our pod. It does help us a great deal. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can uh, get up the rankings, get a few more followers and uh, yeah, everybody else can uh, join this um, long, long road to coin a, a famous phrase. So with me tonight, we've got Tom Oxland. Tom, how are you? Good, thank you, mate. You? <sighs> yeah, um, I think probably like a lot of Blues fans, a little bit shell-shocked from from the weekend, which we'll, we'll cover off, I think, shortly. Definitely. Um, I think a first up... A lot of noise towards the back end of last week about the uh, the interview uh, that was done with our chief executive, uh, Mr. Dong. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of uh, Blues fans may be a little bit sceptical around the questioning um, from Richard. Um, so first up, what, did you listen to it and, and what did you think? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, to be honest, I think he did, the better than what I expected, but the best he probably could have done. Yeah. Um, because I mean, let's let's be honest, he's not gonna be able to ask all the burning questions that we want answers to. Mm. Um, because Dong barely trusts anybody uh, as it is. So the irony. To, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, to kind of to 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 ask certain questions, you don't you don't want to risk breaking that relationship since there is probably only one. Yeah. Like you know, Richard Wilford is probably one of the few, if not the only, in the know kind of media man out there. And even then, I imagine he's not fully, um, kind of, I suppose, informed on everything yeah. completely. Um, you know, obviously we were speaking to Ian Danter earlier and he was saying that these owners are more quiet and secretive than previous ones we've had. Yeah. Um, some of the worst ones. And that's concerning. Yeah, I, I think that... Um, <clears throat> yeah, I must admit, I, I didn't think he would probably go as far as he did. Um, I, I think some of the some of the answers probably gave us all we needed to know not necessarily what the answers were but just the way that they were they were delivered um if 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 the purpose of the interview is to give any blues fans any sort of crumbs of of confidence in not just not just himself as a chief executive but i think the upper echelons of the club then it certainly didn't do that um i think what it did do was um a, a lot of head scratching um yeah. I, I think for me <laughs> If you look at his <clears throat> his record of sacking managers ever since he's sort of been involved at Blues, um, how how he can say probably forty eight hours before a major crunch game off the back of some very very poor performances and uh, well d- certainly poor results and yeah. a few poor performances to basically give the guy not just that hundred percent backing that, that that sort of chief executives do, but be very resolute in himself saying that. 
he was definitely the right man for the job, and Karank will definitely get it get us out of the out of the mire, which I th- I just thought was at best disingenuous and, yeah. and, and at worst just completely naive, because you know we lose that game, which which we did against you know let's be honest Luton Town at home. If we're looking at sides or fixtures at the start of the season where we felt felt we could get three points, it definitely one of they they'd be in there. Definitely, yeah. So so for him to give that sort of um unequivocal backing has now put himself, I think, in the firing line. Um he has, yeah. So that that was that was certainly one that I thought was strange, but Again, on reflection, is it that strange given what he's done up to this point? I mean, he's no. presided over just some terrible decisions. So, so that that was one for me. I think the other one was just around the ground and the, and the, and the state of repair. Um, what what were your views on that? Well, it's it's concerning the fact that you know he's like oh, a few nuts and bolts, whatnot but it's not going to be ready for next season. And this yeah. has been an issue for longer than just now. Like yeah. we've only really been kind of opened up to it by that WM interview a bit more, but we'd heard about it. No real specifics though. Um, but the fact that it's not going to be ready for the return of fans, whenever that may be, it more than likely won't be. Um, and the fact that it's not going to be ready for next season is really concerning. Yeah, I, I mean, and again, I think he was quite. I think he was quite full of himself when he when he was sort of going through the numbers that that uh, you know that he knew off by yeah, heart. Yeah, really he tried to throw it in Blues fans' faces. I think he was definitely trying to kind of blind many with numbers. But but you know, he's a chief executive. That that is not that that's a bare minimum. What what yeah. you know what you whether you make an operating profit or loss in the four years you've had the job, that isn't in depth. That's just a public knowledge, apart from obviously this season where he said, obviously the budgets have been cut dramatically, but you know, you don't get a pat on the back just for that. Now where, where I'd yeah. go with it is saying, okay, well, apparently we had two and a half million pounds on the table for Nesbitt and it didn't happen. So in my, in my very basic logic, it's okay. Well, we've got two and a half million quid somewhere. Why don't we repair the ground? And then if you repair the ground for the start of next season, when people haven't watched any football for over a year, yeah, it's going to be a lot of demand. So therefore you're going to sell the ground out. So therefore invest in preparing the ground so people can go and watch the game. Exactly. Just in a snapshot of that in business, it's absolutely just, I mean, it's common sense, but if you haven't got it, then I, I just, I just really struggle. I really struggle to just, you know, there's going to be that. I reckon, even whether in League One or the Championship, season ticket sales, regardless, because of the way Blues fans are, I think they'll be the highest they've been for many, many years. Because people, especially every, after COVID, yeah, right. everybody's missed it. Everybody, even watching it. But I think maybe what it has maybe demonstrated to a lot of Blues fans that you know they need us. They need us at the grounds. They need us to help. You know, lift the team and. If, if that was ever meant to, you know, ever been proven, it's certainly been proven by the results. Uh, and I'm not yeah. saying that we turn a, a 1-0 loss to Luton into a 2-1 victory if we've got fans. But I think we get closer to one apiece. We definitely so, pick up more points. 
<laughs> yeah, so so th that for me was, <clears throat> yeah, I just don't understand that not repairing the stands. I mean, it's it's just crazy. Yeah, and, to be and honest, mate, I, if you had that much money, like you said, from the Nesbit deal, stadium would be a good place to start. But I tell you what, me personally, I'd, I'd be going back and hiring back all the the football people at the club that he sacked. Yeah, I mean, I, but I, I, I mean that. I, I mean, that isn't going to happen. The only no. way that happens, the, the only way that the, the blue, I guess we get blues back is if they go. And I think yeah. the only way that they go is if we get relegated. And then that's a whole different ball game altogether because you've seen what's happened with, you know, Wigan and, and Bolton. Yeah, and, and it just depends how they go. Like, do they yeah. leave causing noise or do they leave gracefully? Well, yeah, they're, they're going to... It's a difference between trying to sell it, which they'd want too much money for it, so we would have to go into administration. And, and he, you know, and, and Dong said that there's no way that will happen. And again, I don't understand how he can say that. It's Dong. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think just, just on the on the Dong interview, my take-out was I thought, the, I thought Richard did a very good job you know, it, it could have been a lot more, I think, safer than than it than it was. Yeah, I think the responses were what I expected. Uh, yeah, I think the, the 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 final one for me was, does the club own the ground? And he said, words to the effect of, "Don't worry about that." Well, it's yeah. just yes or no, mate. It's, you know, I, I will worry about it if you don't say yes or no. So. Um, yeah, I think that was um, quite a telling interview. I was going to say, I don't want to um, play at Villa Park. Reminded me a bit. <laughs> if if we well, lose the ground, I don't want to end up playing at Villa Park. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I um, it's it's just like so so many things that that could go horribly wrong. Um, so we we just have to see how it plays out. But I think I think then moving on to, so we had that. Um, and then obviously Saturday, um, as we said on the last pod, you know, the Karanka bingo selection at two o'clock. Um, <laughs> what were your thoughts on team selection? I was actually really, really happy. This is this is the frustrating thing. Yeah. I was really happy for a change with the lineup he'd gone with. The only improvement I'd have made would have been Rakeem Harper over yeah. San Jose or also niche to be honest I, yeah just uh, I think Rakeem Harper would offer more than both of them Sunich on his day is quality but he didn't turn up at all yeah. um which I was really really disappointed to see because I've been so impressed with him recently Sunich was I think his average self this season not average yeah. Sunjic, just average this season Sunjic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't do much. And I think, you know, that the young hunger of someone like Harper would would do better. And I think, do you know what? I'd much rather take a punt on someone like Caelan Boyd-Monts at the moment, like who's, who's obviously had his little introductions to the first team here and there. Um yeah. Under Pep Clotet, I'd much rather take a chance on someone like him than Ivan Sunjic or Mikel San Jose right now. Just someone who's got yeah. something to fight for. Yeah, I'm with you to be honest. When I saw the team, um, 
with the exception of a couple of players. I'm glad that he, he did change it up a bit. Mm. Um, Valerie, you know, we, we, we that were, one I was happy about. Yeah, we. I, I, I think that he struggled to start off with. I, I, yeah. I, think, I think his first couple of touches weren't great. He looked quite nervous. Um, so, so I, you know, I, I wasn't overly disappointed, but on reflection, and I've said this in the last few pods, we need wholesale changes, not yeah. just tweaking it. Uh, and it just feels that it, it, has he got the, is he brave enough to change it the way that it needs changing? And we've said it before. For me, I'd bomb, I'd bomb Sunic out. I, don't, I, don't, I give, I think he gives us nothing, absolutely nothing. Everybody knows my thoughts on Harley Dean, but if you haven't got a, if you haven't got a strong spine to a team, and you're in the shit relegation-wise, yeah, you are really in trouble. So we have to look at the spine of the team and say, okay, what does that look like? Now, for me, um, I thought Gardner was okay. I, I don't think anybody was good at the weekend, but I thought Gardner was okay. Um, friend, I think he's just, he's just getting exposed. Um, I don't think he had a particularly good game, but I'd certainly drop him in at centre-half with, with a Clark Salter or whenever Roberts is fit, whoever. Um I'd definitely give San Jose a, a, a rest because um, I just don't think he's having the impact on the on the game that we all would want him to have. It, it just doesn't feel the right time for me with him. No. Um, totally agree with you on Harper. Um, he, he, he has to come in because where we're struggling and where we struggled for, well, ever since Kifton Belt left, we've got it. We need an engine. We need, we need something. We need somebody who's going to get about the park and get his toe in. And from what I've seen, <clears throat> and and because he's he's got the experience in championship and a good champ not not a not a blues championship team a good championship team yeah you'd like to think that he could come in and and maybe make a difference but my it was a really weird game for me on Saturday because I think with the Bournemouth game because we dominated for the first half an hour yeah it was, it, it was mind so frustrating to you know, go one one, then get it back and then lose because we actually I actually felt like we'd got something. Then I think if you look back to the the Wickham and the Coventry games, I was annoyed because I honestly thought they were there for the taking. And we, we the in spells in spells we 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 showed that we were the better team. And yeah. overall we probably were, just didn't just didn't get any luck. Um so then you look at the Luton game and it was just, it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. It was, it was worse. Yeah. I mean, it's like, we know they're, we know they are Bobby average. We know they're going to be direct. They know they've got a long ball that, that long, like a long throw that that's their arsenal. That's what they've yeah. got. And, and to watch it and, and just again, I can keep using it sleepwalking into relegation and, 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 and that, and that's, that's where we're at. And, and I mean, I, I mean, somebody said, I think, I think we were talking earlier. I, I don't think Etheridge was at fault for the goal. Do you? No, not at all. Uh, I think he did his job, to yeah. be honest. He did the best he could have done and the defence didn't do their jobs. They were yeah. all focused on marking one big man from that throw. 
That yeah. was it. They completely lost all concentration on people that they should be keeping an eye on. You know, those little kind of nifty players that just get in behind in those little gaps and pockets to yeah. make sure they're there to goal poach. And we just didn't pay attention. We didn't we didn't look interested. Um, but it's been that way for how long now? Like, yeah, I, let's I, be honest. Yeah, I, I, the thing is, I, I don't... I, I think Saturday was just different. Just from the just from the point of view that he's had a week, he's got his play, you know, his signings now, he's had them for a decent amount of time since he signed them. And you'd think, okay, well, now's the time to to try and do something a little bit different or give the new signings a run in a similar in a formation he's comfortable with. And he didn't really do either. No. So and and it was just the lackluster, no no passion, no motivation. And unfortunately. Football teams are a reflection of the manager, and the manager yeah. at the moment looks gone. He for looks- me, they're not playing for him anymore. They want him gone. I think it's clear to see. You know, there's one or two players that had still put in a shift for him, like George Friend, or I'm sure if Adam Clayton was on, he'd try, but he's still shit. So it, <laughs> the but- his Middlesbrough buddies would try, but I, honestly, I I think it's clear to see that that team they're doing it again. They are forcing out another manager, which is a disturbing pattern. Mm. But did they do that to Gary Monk? No. Um, you know, that was a fallout at the top. Yeah. And he'd lasted quite a while compared to some of his, um, you know. I mean, the, it, it, the thing is, Tom, it, again, I, I we, we all know the rumours about Monk. And if, yeah. and if they are true, then I'm glad he's gone. Oh, me too, mate. I'm, uh, glad, I'm glad he's feather, gone. The Featherson stuff shouldn't be happening in football. And if that is true, then so be it. He's got to go. And, like, and, and, yeah. the, and the reality is, if it was true, Bellingham wouldn't have had the game time that he got. He might have no. been a club. So we might not actually have a club if he, if he didn't <sighs> go. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, like I said, I don't know, but... If if he if it was completely untrue, he was unlucky. Uh, but if it was true, I'm glad he's gone. Same with Rowett. If he was touting himself around every single club in the championship for a job, when a new owner comes in, is that the wisest move, given that he got a lot of equity? You know, we're always top 10. Yeah. Why would he look for another club? I, I found the Rowett one really difficult to believe. That's the only one I ever struggled with. Sometimes I thought, yeah, surely. Um but then sometimes I think, I oh, know, I, I, he's spoken on it and said that he never was. He, he had a big, long plan in place at Blues. He wanted to stay. Uh, you know, he said, oh, I never wanted to leave. I wanted to stay 10 plus years and all that and the other, um, which would have been great. Um, to yeah. Be honest. Um, I mean, it, it, and it's, it is night and day now. Can be, you know, when Rabbit came in, and, uh, you know, the, if you think about that side that we could probably, all the Blues fans could probably name the starting eleven. We know yeah. what we're going to get. We knew that more often I, than I not. Could do it, I could do it for you now, mate. Yeah, it, it, yeah <laughs> but and, and then you layer in all those players are in that team, how much money they're earning. And if any of them were much on much more than 10 grand, I'd be amazed. They're on pennies. You know, you had Clayton Donaldson. Uh, depending on which season you want to talk about, you had John Terrell and Andy Shinney, that camera roll. You had David Cottrell, who probably would have been one of the higher earners out yeah. of the 11, but not massively. 
Damari Gray, Jack Magoma at those kind of wing areas. You had Stephen Gleeson, David Davis and Michael Keeftonbeld in the midfield. Then at the back, you had Paul Robinson, Michael Morrison, Ryan Shotton. Ryan Shotton might have been a big earner, but yeah. I, I doubt it was huge. Jonathan Spector, Paul Caddis, Jonathan Grounds, Thomas Kuzak. Kuzak would have been a big earner, I yeah. reckon. Obviously, you know, with quite an esteemed career and uh, yeah. being at places like Man United and whatnot. But Darren Randolph as well, even in Rowett's first season. But, so, but, but but you're right, and you look at all those players, and you look back and say, "What has happened?" <laughs> well, <laughs> you, 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 I mean, you literally play that side against Luton on Saturday. They're we win, smashed, end They're off, smashed, and and I'm and I just as as a somebody that you know worked in business all my life, and just looking at the way the club's being run. There's, there's no logic to it because at this moment in time, all of their assets are going, whether that's behind the scenes or when they sell the likes. And don't get me wrong, Che and Jude had to go. You know, they, they, they had to go. Whether it blues yeah. or anybody else, they've got to go. But then it's, okay, what's the plan to reinvest the money? And what plan? Just, <laughs> exactly, there wasn't a plan. So the, 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 we are where we are simply down to the mismanagement of the of, of the board and the chief executive um i can't i think we've, we're, all, we're all in agreement at the start karanka yeah excited good appointment but i got but i repeat my my point from the last pod where was if your game plan is solely built on defense then get four defenders in that you rate and don't just get in george friend on a free and then just started to set out the, the, the defence that has been shit for season after season after season. Because if they, if you were going to turn, the managers haven't turned them around, you know, they, they, yeah. they, 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 they've demonstrated they're not good enough. So, what? and again, I said it last time, and he won't, he won't do it, but on Wednesday, clear them all out. Fuck I'm, them all up. I'm just going to be quite real with you here, mate. I think one of the biggest problems as well at Blues, which was mentioned on BBC WM, was about the scouting. And I personally, I'm involved in scouting myself. Um, and I've I've listened to long interviews with Steve McLaren and Chris Hewton. Steve McLaren said that the scouting department was the most important department at a football club. Um, he used to have what he called the war room at Derby, and he had the same at FC20. He had a war room where he'd get all the scouts in there and, you know, they'd they'd look at what they were going to do. Um, you know, he had that connection with his scouts so that he could get the players he wants yeah. um, and do it successfully and run a club properly. Had the same at Derby and brought, you know, reasonable success there. Obviously, it fell apart at, at places, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, and Chris Hewton said the same. He said, especially at Brighton, the, the scouting department was key for him. Um, and he had a close relationship with them. He'd go out with them every week when he wasn't busy. You know, he'd make sure he went out with the scouts to games and just spoke to them. And, you know, he said that that was the most important department to nurture and make sure you're a part of. Blues don't yeah. have a scouting department. We've got rid of everybody and we're using an agency in France. 
Like, yeah, I mean, what does that say to you? No, absolutely. I'm, and, and I, and I, I mean that that for the you know the long term, whether well, it's no long term when you do something like that. I think I think that like I said, in football, in, in life today, today is always the most important day. And today, what we what we're seeing and what we've got is, you know, a manager that's picking players that have proved over many many seasons they're not good enough, and he keeps picking them. And and for me, given the run we're on, I, I just don't understand what the what we lose by changing it because we can't buy a win. Nobody can tell me, and it's probably a good segue. Now, yeah. <clears throat> as we move on to the game on Wednesday. I said to you earlier this morning, Gary Rowett is going to be beyond motivated. And it's not just because he's a Millwall manager. He's a human being. And if what yeah. all the reports are true, i.e. what he said, that he wasn't looking for anything else and his heart and soul was in the club, then there's an extra bit of motivation here. And the way that his sides, because we saw it for a few seasons, the way that they... Um, the shape and the way that they are absolutely full pressure all the time. We've seen it. We can't cope with it. We couldn't cope with it. Wickham did it to us in the first game when they, when yeah. they beat us at home. So I think out of probably, yeah, given the timing, given the run we're on, I think this game against Millwall, I give us no chance, absolutely no, no chance a of a point, none, none whatsoever. And that's, Okay, that is negative, and you know, yes, you know, we I, I always try and find the positives. But after the performance on Saturday, after his post-match interview, which was a complete disgrace, I don't know what he wanted to achieve from that. Whether that was to galvanise the players in some strange way, I, <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard a manager speak that so so illly of his own squad. Yeah, and you know, it's it's the, the shrug of the shoulders. And he's basically saying nothing to do with me. That's what. That's the body language. It's nothing to do with me. It's them. It's their fault. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, mate. You've had them long <laughs> enough. You've had them long enough. You're in charge. The book stops with you. And like I said, I, I, the reason I have no confidence is a his body language. B, he thinks the world's against him. Well, you know, get, you know, grow a pair of bollocks, pick the proper team, put them out to win. And then all the Blues fans are looking and say, OK, we gave it a crack. And unfortunately, my view on Wednesday will be much of the same, similar shape, majority of the same players, same performance, get completely overrun. And it will be, I would say, comfortably two goals lost. Exactly. The thing is, mate, if he thinks we're going to go down, then why isn't he walking? Why? If, if that's what he thinks is going to happen, why <coughs> doesn't he walk? and then give somebody else the opportunity to salvage our season and save us from the mess he has made. And don't get me wrong, this is not just Karanka's fault. We all know this goes above him. But right now, in the short term, yet again, all we can do is sack a manager and bring someone else someone else in to galvanise the squad. Because yet again, TTA have landed us in this position in a season. The, the only, sorry to cut in, the, okay. only, the only way that I would say it's, yes, Dong, I mean, how's he got the job? But that's a diff, that's a different discussion altogether. He's a nutcase. But, Everybody but, said it. EFL representatives have said Dong <coughs> is a nutcase. But I think, 
the only way that Karanka can be any anything other than a hundred percent culpable for where we are is if he's not picking the team. Because if he's picking the team and nobody yeah. else is having any involvement in it, the guy's a moron. And the reason he won't walk is because if he walks, he doesn't get paid out. If he gets sacked, he'll probably get over a million quid. So that's why he won't walk. And yep. to be honest, if they're stupid enough to give him a three-year contract on a, however much money he's in, he's on, and you know they don't put any. I mean, Dong had the perfect opportunity on Thursday or when the interview went live on Friday to say, "Do you know what? We're really disappointed with the way the team's performing. Yeah, we we need to turn it around because he's getting his risk really... is going to backfire. Yeah, it, it, it's like you know we're in a really bad position. The manager needs to get a performance out of the team quickly." because this can't continue. Now, what's that going to do to the manager? It's going to get a reaction. If you hear, do you know what? Second from bottom, yeah, it's fine. He'll get us out of it. Blah, blah, blah. We play. We, it, even he said that we were playing well on the interview. No, we, we, I've watched, he said, I've watched 150 games. Well, get the shit out of your eyes. Ooh, sorry, I've Dong Ren, diehard blue nose. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm... It's his job. It's his job. Well, but I, I, I think, and I'll, I'll get your views on what you think is going to happen in the Millwall game, but on, on a passing shot, I don't think that he'll sack him at all. I don't think he'll sack him. I think the only way this changes is if they both get fired. Yep. Because if we get relegated and we don't go into administration, there's no way Don keeps his job. I mean, it, 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 it can't happen. But... If we lose to Millwall, which I believe we will, yeah. and then if we lose to Sheffield Wednesday, how how can he keep his job? So therefore, I hope they both go. Me too. So on that, are you equally as um, dismissive of our chances on on Wednesday? Yes, <laughs> an informed Millwall side who have just turned their season around. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not all too confident. However, if I know anything about Birmingham City, we are the side that changes people's form. If you're on a good run of form, I wouldn't be excited if I were you. Um, if you're on a bad run of form, be excited because you're about to win the next 10 games after you're beating us. Mm. Um, that's that's the way we've always worked. Like It's, it's weird. Uh, I've said it before, we relish being underdogs, but I don't even think we have the team spirit to be an underdog no. right now. I think it's that bad. I, th- I think that is a really, really good point. Team spirit, there isn't any. Yeah. There isn't any. There's nobody, you know, sort of putting the neck on the line for their, their teammates. There just doesn't there just doesn't seem to be no one cares. at all. So, I mean, yeah, I just think that with Blues, and we, we've talked about it with quite a few sort of ex-players, managers... And I, I, you know, unfortunately, I was around when we uh, got relegated to the third tier last time around, and it wasn't pretty. It's not, it's not what you want. But the reality is, if I can go back to St Andrews, probably, you know, I don't know where I'm going to sit because half the ground will be shut. Um, yeah. My seat's gone. <laughs> as, as long as long as I can go back, I, I there's part of me. I don't, I don't really care what league they're playing in, as long as I can get back and watch and play again. And for now, give, yeah, <laughs> giving my support because. The, the way that this has gone on through through lockdown, the first one and now, um, it just feels that even though we probably can't do anything about the ownership, 
just by being there and having a few thousand people in the ground to say, this is our club, you might own it, but it's ours. And voice, you know, voice that strongly every single home game. It has an impact. You can't not have an impact. Whereas at the moment, you've got two guys, the chief executive, the manager, both with their head in the sand because nobody's bringing them to task. You know, Cranker's getting a, you know, he's getting interviewed post-match by a Blues member of staff. So he's, he's not getting emptied on that. And in fairness, he got a couple of fairly direct questions after the um, after the Luton game. He didn't yeah. like it. That's why he got really defensive and started struggling his shoulders. He'd say, why are you asking me that? So, I mean, he would be getting a lot. I mean, could you imagine him walking down that touchline on, on, um, on Saturday? I mean, he'd have got absolutely pulled to pieces. It would, we, we would be singing, you're getting sacked in the morning. Like I, it, I, 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 I just, there is part of me, I'm glad that we're not there. It would be getting, even more toxic than it, it is it, now it, if we it, were. It's getting, I think it's almost worse than Cottrell. Yeah, you know, I honestly think we'd start to see, you know, uh, I remember a few years back when uh, some bloke had thrown his season ticket on the pitch, ran on the field. Um, I think we'd start to see things like that. You know, Blues fans aren't afraid to pitch invade. No, and, I, you know, I don't I don't condone it. Um, I was there for the Stoke pitch invasion many moons ago. That was interesting. Oh, um, yeah. Is that is that, yeah, all, that, that, that was that from Stoke fans? Yeah, and and yeah, there's yeah. been a few. Uh, yeah, uh, seven nil. <laughs> yeah, there's been there's been a few. Um, but uh, yeah, I ju- I just think that we 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 need to get to a point where you know the Blues fans, and unfortunately, it's not going to happen. And that's probably why podcasts like like ours and other ones for for the club, it's really important that 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 everybody can get get sort of get it off their chest a little bit because. We we can't we can't do that at, at home anymore. Um, yeah, but I, w- I would I would seriously be worried for him if uh, if 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 we were at home at the moment because it, it's just his attitude. I mean, the way Cottrell was, he was just blaming the fans. I mean, he hated he hated the fans. He hated he everything. And it went, and those I couldn't believe. But I think Karanka's getting to the point of of being in the same position. But anyway, so I, I'm I'm going to say um, I, my prediction for. For uh, for Wednesday against Millwall is three nil defeat. I was going to uh, say the same three nil Millwall. Um, <clears throat> I just can't see it. I really hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But uh, this is as bad as I've seen it for a long, long time. Um, and I haven't really got any. There's nothing. There's nothing about the team that gives me any confidence whatsoever. No. And do you know what? I think in times like these where we've had these relegation dogfights, especially under Lee Clark, you know, the season with the Paul Caddis heroics and whatnot, every game yeah. we still had fight. Like, yeah. we, we still went in with spirit, giving it our all with a very, very poor team on paper. But that they fought, and that's why we stayed up in the end. But when we've had these kind of dodgy seasons being down there there's always been a shining light in a young player so like you know your Damari Grays or Jude Bellingham uh, or Che Adams you know even when we had the nine point deduction season there's always been a shining light in there a man that we could look at and think wow you know you're going to go somewhere so that has always helped but we don't even have that this season Um, no and you know we we um... 
you know, we've got this lad from Man City again. I, 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 I he'd be, play, he'd be playing for me. Yeah, um, I, I, it just needs to be wholesale changes, and 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 we see where we go with it. But uh, definitely. Anyway, we will, be, we we will see. To be honest, um, mate, just quickly, I I feel more humiliated about Blues now than I did sat watching that eight nil from the stands against Bournemouth. Yeah, well, there's been a few. The Barnsley one not too clever a few seasons before that. Yeah. I don't know how many ended up. I think it was five or six. But yeah, we 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 bear the scars. But um just just a quick one um as far as uh, the pod is concerned. Um we if you want to sign up um and help support the pod, you can do on uh www.patron.com and that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com. Uh, and yeah, you get loads of exclusive bits and pieces. As I said, it's a one pound a month, and it helps uh, obviously fund what we do. Uh, we will continue to try and get as many ex-players and, and guests on that uh, will probably tell a few tales of better times rather than where we're at at the moment. But also, it's really good to hear ex-players give their you sort of I think uncensored view on where we're at at the moment. It's not just yeah. you know fans like me moaning his face off aren't we rubbish, blah, blah, blah. To get it from a point of view as somebody who's actually represented the club, I think is is really important. So yeah, if you want to, as I said, join and subscribe, we'd really appreciate that for £1 a month. Um, so yeah, and, and that's really it, guys. So yeah, we, we, we're here again Wednesday, bring on the pain. Um, I really hope we can just kickstart the season from somewhere i'd be absolutely amazed as i said start from scratch yeah absolutely and uh but between that now and then tom thank you very much for your time mate no worries and for everybody else the uh the next pod will come hopefully after a unbelievable and um, yeah unprecedented victory against millwall i doubt it but let's <laughs> hope so between now and then thanks very much for your time and keep right on Podcast Network.